Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to day number two of the Russell Wortham Show. Today is all about the Royal Rumble that happened this past Sunday from Minute Maid Park in Houston, Texas. We are now officially, and if you don't have goosebumps when you hear this, there's just something wrong. We are on the road to WrestleMania. That is incredible. I love hearing that phrase. Doesn't matter who says that phrase, but uh, we will uh, talk about each of the matches. I'll give some brief uh, thoughts about each match, and then uh, we will talk about uh, what the projected card for uh, WrestleMania looks like right now. Obviously, we've still got plenty of time between now and WrestleMania, but uh, we've got uh, that. So, uh, I'm just going to throw this out. I I didn't watch the pre-show, so uh, I I can't really comment on these matches, uh, but Sheamus being Shorty G, I kind of figured that was going to happen. This was Sheamus's return to the ring after... Uh, a very uh, just horrific uh, injury that threatened his career. Um, and uh, Andrade um, defeating Umberto Creel for uh, well to uh, to keep the uh, United States Championship. That that again was not a big shock. I mean, Umberto Creel is exciting. He's young. He's talented, but. Uh, yeah, um, so we open up the show with, uh, Roman Reigns beating King Corbin in a Falls Count Anywhere match, and, uh, to me, I think it was good, um, when they say Falls Count Anywhere, I would kind of hope that they would go literally everywhere. I remember uh, matches that ended up in the men's bathroom. I remember matches that ended up uh, down you know, down below uh, in the uh, storage area of whatever arena that they were at. Um, I mean, there were so many different ways they could have ended it. It was on top of one of the dugouts. I get it. I do. Um, But yeah, I I, I think they very, very well could have, should have utilized the space a little bit more. Um, So I'm just glad that this rivalry is just done. I'm, yeah, it was just time to move on. Uh, Charlotte Flair. Uh, wins the women's rumble. Uh, last eliminating Shayna Baszler. Um, one was a shock, the other was not. Uh, Shayna Baszler. You know, they they thought, okay, watch out for her, watch out for her. I'm like, yeah, but <clears throat> you've got all these other great women that are in this. And, um, I tell you, 
you know, uh, Shan Baszler did surprise me. She surprised me in, in a good way, in a very good way. She really did surprise me because now we know that she has the endurance. Now we know that she can go through this type of a match and to be dominant. Um, you know, and, and to be dominant. Um, and as far as Charlotte Flair again, it, it was the safe pick. And I say it was the safe pick because if you look at it on the uh, SmackDown side of things, uh, Bailey is looking like a world beater. She has had that championship for a really, really long time now. And she's she's looking like a bit of a world beater. Um, and Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch, that is our modern day Trish Stratus versus Lita. It's just, it, it's always going to be a great match between those two. They're going to beat the holy heck out of each other and they're going to just... Go all out. Now, will they will they close out the show like they did last year? I doubt it. You know, I, I doubt it. But I wouldn't be surprised if it was the second to last match of, of the night. Um, I, I, I wouldn't be very, very surprised. Um, and I think, and we'll get to the match predictions, uh, here in a bit, but I, I believe Charlotte versus Becky is going to be the match of the night, flat out. It's just flat out. All right, uh, moving on. Uh, Bailey uh, beating Lacey Evans. Um, Lacey Evans misses her just insane uh, moonsault where she, you know, she. Faces her opponent, and then she twists in air, and then springboards off, you know, uh, into the moonsault. Um, and so it, it's it's rather impressive. It, it it's kind of sort of like the uh, Starship Pain from. Uh, John Morrison, but yeah, it was super, super impressive. Uh, Bailey puts up her knees last second and uh, scores the victory. I'm a little concerned about Lacey Evans. I said this after Saudi Arabia. Okay, she dragged me into liking her. She dragged me into liking her. And while you did hear some cheers, it wasn't this loud, raucous, just crazy, like, oh my gosh, that's Lacey Evans, oh my gosh. It was a tad muted. And I think it's going to take some time, and I think that it's just going to take some time, because... Normally when you have a heel turn or a face turn, 
there's enough of a sample size to say, all right, we're going to cheer for you, we're going to boo you. And it's, it's because you know the character, you know the person. We don't really know much about Lacey Evans. And, and and to be honest, and I'll be I'll be the first I will be the absolute first to admit I've only seen a hand of, uh, handful of matches from Lacey Evans. But I think she can go in the ring. I really do. I honestly believe she can go. Uh but like I said, I think if you have a couple more months to build the character to get people more behind Lacey Evans, then you have the payoff at WrestleMania. Then you have the feel-good moment of military mom wins the women's or the uh, SmackDown Women's Championship. That. That is a great visual right there in Tampa. Um, but that, that's, that's just me. Uh, next up, <clears throat> The Fiend defeating uh, Daniel Bryan in a strap match. Now, I thought that this was going to be a usual strap match of had to go to all four corners, touch all four corners, and, and all that. Thankfully, because I've seen, like I said last week, I've seen some bloodbaths with this type of match. I mean, I've seen chain matches, I've seen strap matches. Um, the 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 bloodiest one I've ever seen in my life, which is just disturbing. Now looking back at it years later, was Eddie Guerrero versus. JBL, that was gruesome, <laughs> you know, they beat the snot out of each other, JBL did win, but boy, that was, and Eddie just, I mean, he was gushing blood, it was, it was bad, it was, it was, it was bad, he was, he was gushing blood, it was, it was bad, um, so I, I think that was the 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 relative idea was yes let's have a strap match but let's not make this so bloody that you're just going to be wincing for weeks and months and not well, you know even years uh, after the fact. But uh, getting back to the match, um, like I said, they they both beat the snot out of each other. Um, I think that Brian, uh, I I don't know, I, I think Brian, um, losing now in context of both Brie and Nikki Bella are both pregnant at the same time, Brie with their second child, Nikki, with, with her first, um, it makes sense in that context. We didn't know that before. Um, now, now that there is a little bit more of a context, so, I mean, is, is Brian going to take some time off? 
I mean, it just depends on how far along um, Brie is. If she's just now pregnant, we've got nine months to work with. If we're a little bit farther along, then, you know, we'll we'll, kind of have to play with things. But I got to be honest with you guys. Um, No, I didn't think that Brian was going to win, but I was hoping that he was going to. But I think, much like Lacey Evans, you have a bigger payoff, emotional payoff, at WrestleMania if you can beat The Fiend. Now, here's the uh, the interesting twist to this whole scenario, and that is that um, Bray Wyatt has been going after people that have beaten him in the past uh, when he was just Bray Wyatt. Um, so, I mean, he's beaten uh, Finn Bauer, you now Daniel Bryan, Kurt Angle, Kane, uh, he took out Jerry Lawler, um, and so the last person that is on that list, if you want to call it a list, is The Undertaker. Now, if you... If you watched, and and I I commend to you, I cannot commend to you any uh, more forcefully than than this, go and watch Stone Cold Steve Austin interviewing The Undertaker. It's on WWE Network. It's fascinating. It's an hour and a half, roughly, but it's fascinating. Because The Undertaker does not give interviews. Because he is such a traditionalist, because he believes in character, and so to hear him, it was like, oh my gosh, this is so awesome. Because they were just trading stories, and boy, Undertaker, uh, he Undertaker did. I mean, it was it was very telling. Towards the end, they talked about the streak ending. They talked about the end of his career, he said, as far as the streak ending, uh, he said, look, I was concussed very early on in the match. I don't blame Brock. See, that was the key statement. I don't blame Brock. So, that kind of takes a tad bit of heat off of a Brock Lesnar from you know from six years ago. But uh, the other thing that the Undertaker said was there's fewer matches in front of me than behind me. It's like, okay, I, I know that I've got a handful of matches left. Do you waste, maybe not waste, do you use one of those matches um, going up against Bray Wyatt? I I don't know. I I don't know. Um, At some point, I would think. um, But to say, oh, 
absolutely, we're doing this at WrestleMania. Do you really want to hang a third loss on The Undertaker? Really, three out of the last six years, he he, he would have lost. I mean, that's, that's extraordinary. When he lost to Brock Lesnar, it was to satiate Brock, to say, no, Brock, please stay, don't go back to UFC, we'll, we'll, we'll build you up, don't, don't leave us. When Undertaker lost to uh, Roman Reigns in Orlando, Undertaker himself said, I think... Uh, I really did believe that that was it. That was that was done. I I was I was good. I was, I was good. But then, you know, you start to feel like okay, I I'm 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 feeling better. I can I can I think I can eke out some more matches and 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 kind of go from there. Um, so getting back uh, to. Um, Wyatt and uh, Brian, um, yeah, it was it was it was a really good match. It was brutal. Um, the welts, and the bruises on uh, Brian's back were just—I mean, holy muck! Um, to the point where he basically needed help to get back to the back. Now, whether he was selling it or if he really was that. Beaten down, I, I I don't know, um, but um, there's that uh, Becky Lynch uh, defeating Oscar uh, by submission. Uh, this was a very good match. This uh, this was a very good match. Um, the ending was cool, but it was a little hokey. Um, it was cool because. It was just so seamless of, oh my gosh, okay, well, she's going to shoot the mist at me. I'm I'm going to kick her, you know, and make her spray the mist, you know, up in the air, um, you know, and, and avoid the mist. Uh, so, Becky Lynch does win with the disarmor. But I got to be honest, um, like I said, it was, it was, it was a tad hokey. It was it was just a tad, it was just a tad hokey. But but um, like I said, this uh, and we'll talk about this here uh, momentarily. Uh, this this does um, have Charlotte Becky written all over it. And then uh, finally, uh, Drew McIntyre wins the thirty man Royal Rumble match. Um, and, uh, at the beginning, it was, it was a tale of two rumbles. Of course, Brock Lesnar came in at number one, and, I mean, he just, he was an elimination machine. He just eliminated people left and right. It was, it was ungodly. It was just like, oh my gosh. It was, it was insane. Um... But he just threw people over left and right and and up and down and all that. Uh, But um, then he got eliminated 
and then the second half happened. And the second half, I dare say, was more throwing than the first half of the match. First half was just, again, oh my gosh, he's throwing people over like it's just nothing. The second half slowed things down. Um, it was it was just a hair over an hour. Um, and so it, it kind of slowed things down. I gotta say, I I I thought that um, maybe somebody like a John Morrison would have maybe have won the Rumble, uh, you know. But um, it was Drew McIntyre, and very well deserved. Thirteen years in the business, and you finally come into your own, basically in the prime of your career. And Drew McIntyre, I mean, he's got people just buzzing. Just absolutely buzzing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Did you see when he when he eliminated Brock Lesnar? Uh did you see that epic just staring contest? I mean, Drew McIntyre just stared a Bored a hole right through Brock Lesnar. Just was like, no, I, no, and um, it was it was it was pretty intense. So there's that. Uh, <laughs> the the nastiest thing that I saw on Sunday was there was a, a spot where Bianca Belair. Uh, was um, on the apron battling with Alexa Bliss. And Alexa gets shoved off. She rams right into the post. Looked like she went like in like face first, head first. It, it looked nasty. It was, yeah, it just looked nasty. Uh, so... See how she is uh, doing. Uh, Alexa Bliss is doing. Uh, so uh, now, <clears throat> here are the uh, matchups that I believe will happen at WrestleMania. So, for the WWE Championship, is Brock Lesnar versus uh, versus Drew McIntyre. That's just. That's yeah. That's that's going to happen. For the uh, Universal Championship, I believe I still believe it's going to be uh, <clears throat> uh, Daniel Bryan versus Bray Wyatt, the Fiend, Bray Wyatt, uh, and you finally conquer uh, the Fiend. But we'll see how that all plays out. Uh, SmackDown Women's Championship. I I think it's going to be a repeat of uh, Bailey versus uh, Lacey Evans, and you get that groundswell more for for Lacey, and you get that that feel good moment in Tampa. Uh, 
then on the uh, Raw side of things, of course, Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch. That's just that's just a given. So those are the four matches that are just locks. I believe that those are just locks right there. Now, where are the matches that could happen? Well, the biggest match on the card that is not on the card is Randy Orton versus Edge. You heard me correctly. Nine years later, and Edge is going back to WrestleMania. Why? Well, for weeks and weeks and months, and and, uh, I would even argue years, um, Edge said, I'm not coming back. I can't come back. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Back's not going to work out it's 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 not going to happen it's just not going to it's just not going to happen um it's it's just not going to happen um and i i kind of gave a hope thinking okay well yeah you're 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 probably right but then <laughs> at number 21 you think you know me. That place, oh my gosh. If you thought that the roof blew off of Phillips Arena in Atlanta when they had the rumble there, when Edge came back from his Achilles, Minute Maid Park just exploded. It was like, oh my gosh. And I, look, I don't know whether or not uh, the... Um, the commentators know who is coming out or not. Uh, you know, in the order, I, 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 I don't, I don't know, I don't know if if they know that, you know, in advance. But it sounded like Michael Cole's reaction was just genuine, like, "Oh my gosh, no way!" And he just, he just, yeah, it was, it was crazy. It was. Oh, I, I I get I get goosebumps just thinking about it. It was incredible. I had to watch the entrance about a half dozen times because it was so incredible uh, to see Edge uh, back. So uh, there is uh, that. Uh, and then <clears throat> the other idea that I've heard is. No, it's going to be Randy versus uh, John Cena. John, John, John's, for all intents and purposes, John Cena is retired. I know some people are sad to hear that, but he is. He, he is, and I... I think he's got enough respect for Ric Flair that I don't think he wants to break Ric Ric Flair's... Now, Ric Flair says, oh, I've got like 20-some-odd championships. World title reigns to my name. But officially, it's 16. So, officially, it's 16. 
John Cena is at 16. I don't think he wants to break that record. I really, I, I really don't think he wants to break that record. Um, plus, you know, Fast and Furious, another Fast and Furious is coming out. Uh, so, there's that. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but those are, those are the matches that, uh, very well could happen at, uh, WrestleMania. Right. Well, um, that was pretty much uh, it. Uh, I will be back this upcoming week. Again, Thursday, we'll do everything about the Super Bowl, uh, Friday, will uh, start, I will try my level best, I promise, I know I say this a lot, but I promise, I promise, promise, promise that this next week I will do my utmost level best to incorporate both uh, NWA and AEW into the mix so we kind of get a bit of a, uh, of a uh, variety uh, one quick note, one quick note, uh, and that is uh, an individual that lives here in Tucson. His name, and you know who this is. If you've been a fan of wrestling for years and years and years, you know who this is. His name is Sean Mooney. He is an anchor here in Tucson. And uh, he also does side gigs with various wrestling promotions as far as you know interviewing and stuff. He is currently the main interviewer for NWA, which is blowing my mind to be honest with you, you know. Um but Sean Mooney, my gosh, just absolutely amazing. So congratulations Sean you know, hope that that won't uh, mean that you'll have to move to Atlanta. Uh, but uh, even if you do, thank you. Thank you so much for the time that you've spent here in Tucson. Thank you for your class, your professionalism. You're going to kill it in NWA. So, there's that. Right, so, until next week, folks. Just like the Beatles saying all those many years ago, love is all you need. I will see you guys next week.